I felt like a weight on my chest almost. Like part of me didn't want to go. Like part of me did not want to quit. Like I wanted to stay and hold on and hang on and, you know, stay working at the restaurant and never leave. But it's bittersweet leaving a job. I had so many good memories, so many good times, met so many good people. I have my eyes set on entrepreneurship and all these big dreams. Always leave on a good note. Never try to burn bridges like that. You don't need to be burned. Like don't try to leave on a bad note because you're angry. Try to leave as best as you can, depending. I mean, it's always different. The journey to wealth is a long walk, and some may walk quicker than others, but what good is sprinting to the finish line if you pass out when you cross it? On Walk to Wealth, we enlighten and empower young adults to build wealthy, abundant lives. They say the journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step, and your first step starts right now. This is Walk to Wealth with your host, John Mendez. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Walk 12 podcast. If you're tuning in on YouTube or any of the podcast directories, make sure to do yourself one teeny tiny little favor. Make sure to give us a follow because I don't want you to miss out on any of the amazing episodes I got coming on. So without further ado, let's get right into this one. We're picking up the series where it left off. Sorry for the break. And so where we left off last time, I told you guys how I got into real estate. Now, if we're looking at the overall like timeline, this episode, I'm going to be talking about how I got my job at Sign the Whale and how I ended up quitting that job. But as I said, this timeline, it's it's like three different things going on at the same time because in 2022, I was just trying to do any and everything. So like my story, it's hard to tell it in like one storyline because it's like multiple storylines that were going on at the same time in my life. And it all led to me making 20000 in an hour. But as I said, everything played its part. So in this part of the episode, I'm going to share with you guys how I got my job at, Kello, uh, at Sign the Whale because I started working at Sign the Whale before I started working at K Jewelers and way before I got into real estate. So if I want to take you back now, this is around the, when the pandemic first started. So my freshman year of college, this is around March 2020, right right before the pandemic happens, we had spring break and we had a good old time. Me and I had a group of friends called, uh, we called ourselves like a fun night squad, FNS. And so I still remember Right, we made a bet and I was on the bus ride back after I think the the very last fun night. I, I really remember going to come back after spring break. And so we ended up having a good time. And then after spring break, we ended up not coming back because the pandemic started to get serious and ended up locking down and shutting down the world pretty much. And so from there, for a little while, people were just not doing anything. Like the world was almost on pause. No one really knew what to do. We ended up finishing the semester online. And then around like May 2020, like pandemic already has a grip on the world. Like everything is shut down. That's when um, one of my good friends, Emily, she asked me if I want to start working. And I forget how the conversation went or how the conversation brought, got brought up. But she was working at Sign of the Whale at the time. And at that point in time, a lot of people didn't want to come back to work. So she had asked me if I wanted to start working there. It would probably be good money. And I was like, All right, bet. So she ended up getting me an interview. And she was like, I still remember she was dragging the interview. Like she was like, oh, you got to dress up, you know, business casual and you got to be prepared and stuff like that. And I walk in an interview. And the freaking manager dapped me up and uh, we sat down, chopped it up for like five minutes. He was like, all right, can you come Wednesday? And I was like, all right. And then from there, that, that was pretty much the interview. Right? So I mean, this is also during the pandemic where, I mean, we didn't, we didn't really have much options for workers. So I ended up coming in that Wednesday and they pretty much showed me where everything was. And then from there, I was like, all right, go. And so... That was pretty much my training back then. I started off as a bar back and I ended up moving to a bus. I was bar backing for maybe about like two weeks or so. It was a very short time. And then 
the owner's son, who started working there as well that same year, he ended up working as a busser. And because he's the owner's son, even though he wasn't allowed to, they ended up putting him as the bar back and had me go to busser, even though, one, I was better than him, right? So there's that. Two, I'm better than him, right? Put the better people in the best position, like the best people in the, in the position that, you know, they excel at. So that, was, that got me super mad. Like I was ready to quit off of that because it's like it wasn't fair because just because he's the owner's son, he gets to have the position that I'm, you know, got to start off. And then I really couldn't have any say because, as I said, that is the owner's son. So I was like about ready to walk out and quit. And there was one day, bro, I was just so pressed that I asked one of the other managers, like, hey, you know, I'm not in the right headspace. And so I went home and just started walking around. Like, I walked home. It was like a 45-minute walk for me, 50-minute walk almost. Walked back home, and I was just so mad, blasting music. I think I'm on the way back home. I don't even know if I had music or not. But I remember I got home. I put my headphones on. And then I have a photo wall now, a ton of photos. The photos I was going to use for my my last English project, my freshman year, we had to take one of our essays and turn it into a different format. So whether it was a PowerPoint or a vision board or something, but something, whatever essay we wrote, we had to take that and turn it into a different medium. So I was going to make like some type of like poster board with the photos to illustrate you know, the story I wrote in the essay. And a lot of those photos is a personal story. So it's all personal photos. So that day, there's tons of photos that I just didn't use and I just saved away. I started just cut, you know, cutting and gluing or cutting and taping the photos onto my wall. And that's how I started my photo wall. Random story. But after all that thinking, I was like, you know, Johnny, like, you can't quit. Like, I just got you the job. And, and you know, that was, you know, how would that look on me if I just got you the job and you walk out? And like, to me, honestly, I wasn't trying to hear any of it. I was like, you know, F this, it's not fair, whatever, whatever. And I know life's not fair, but it's like, as I said, I'm better. Let me work, right? Let me do my thing. And it was like, I ended up becoming a busser. And I bussed for a very long time. And then from there, in uh, 2021, I started to get some shifts as a food runner. And I don't know what started it. I think we were, we're always understaffed. So we just always got to pick up where, you know, wherever we can. And I started food running in 2021. And as I started getting into more and more entrepreneurial stuff, as I got licensed in real estate, I ended up working at K Jewelers, right? And then I started getting into real estate. So the amount of time I worked that time away, I started a lesson more and more and more to the point where I was really only working on weekends. And then from there, around March of 2022, right, this is when I was really like trying to do everything. I, my podcast was up and started at that time. I was already in real estate. I was teaching the social media classes and I was working like 30 hours at the restaurant. So it's like I had to start working even less, but you know, I wanted to quit around March 2020, February 2022, I mean, March 2022. And I wanted to quit. That was the plan and ended up not working out that way. Right At that point in time, I thought I was going to be the top agent in the world, rookie of the year, selling all the houses left and right. And I just wasn't, right? I, I wanted to quit and focus on real estate, but real estate was not working out for me at all. So uh, I just kept on working, kept on working. And eventually, fast forward a bit. Now, this story, I'm kind of speeding through. But there's a lot of good memories, but I have a lot of takeaways, which is why I'm speeding through the overall story, right? I ended up starting to train to become a server and I trained one ship. Now, this is in 2023, right? I worked to attend about for three years and I trained to become a server for one shift and I needed two more shifts before I could actually serve. But then after training one session, I think like two weeks after that is when I launched my course and I ended up quitting. So this is June 2023, right? So 
I sped through the story. I'll get more and more into it later on. But not really much. Every weekend, I would just, you know, come clock in, do my job and, and dip. And during the, my height, I was working about like close to 70 hours. And the weekends used to be really, really tough. So here's my big takeaway. I had a lot of takeaways from working at the restaurant job. So even though I kind of sped through the stories, I'm not going to speed through the takeaways because it really helped me turn into uh, develop into the person I am today. So for me, working at the restaurant, one, I highly recommend it. If you're in high school or you're fresh out of high school or you're maybe in college, right, or whatever it is, like if you're young, get into the restaurant industry. You don't need much experience to work in a restaurant. On top of that, if you start becoming like, depending on where your restaurant you work at is, but I was making tips as a busser which was pretty decent money. And then I started getting tips as a food runner, even more tips. And I never got to serve, but the servers on a good night would make close to three to $400, like closer to 400, sometimes over $400 off of one like dinner shift on a weekend, right? Just off of one dinner shift. And a lot of people are like, oh, but you don't get paid per hour, blah, 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 blah. But it's like, you made $400 on a eight, seven, eight hour shift. You do the math there, you're making way more money than a lot of people with degrees and you're just waiting tables. So a lot of people knock being a server or working at a restaurant, but you can actually make some good money. At my peak, when I was working like 70 hours, I was making close to almost 6000 a month for like a good four-month period. All that money was getting saved, put away and saved and invested. I was making some really good money. And from there, well, that's one thing I learned, right? Restaurant jobs, it's good money, right? It is good money if you pick the right restaurant to work at. So don't knock restaurant jobs. And they're usually pretty easy to get. Like most restaurants are always hiring. A lot of times younger people are working in restaurants. So around, you know, August time and stuff like that, people, people go back to school. So not everyone can continue working. So they're always looking for people. Usually, depending on the restaurant, things die down in the wintertime. So my restaurant, we laid back. We laid off a lot of people during the wintertime. And so my first winter, right, so this is December of 2020, I got laid off. Not like really fired, but pretty much they didn't need any busters because the restaurant was just so slow. So, but then they bring me back for 2021. Right. This is 2021 is the year that I dropped out. And so one thing I learned from that is you got to make yourself like irreplaceable. Like if you're irreplaceable, you'll always be good. So like then the next winter, at that point in time, I was already food running. But we were just so short staffed on food runners that if they dropped me off, like it was pretty much really hard to find people to, to hire at that point in time, especially because the restaurant is a lot slower. So that's one of the big takeaways that I learned. Another thing is in the restaurant industry, you just learn how to be so adaptable. Think on the fly, be on your toes all the time. It's like a constant, you know, fast paced, fast paced environment. And a lot of times there were days where someone would have come in or someone came in late or someone forgot that it was their shift that just situated someone had to leave right so uh, so many things popped off that would just screw us over and you just had to pick it up and go like I remember one time me it's supposed to be me one of my guys Keith fooled running if I'm not mistaken but so I forget what happened he ended up having to go like the bar back and bar back for uh, my restaurant had two floors so he was bar backing for upstairs bar and a downstairs bar and then I was running food and I also had to help bust the tables and just like Times like that, you just got to figure out and go. Like just pick it up and go, whatever it is. So restaurants definitely helped me just really be on my toes. And it, I mean, I always played sports and I always played like, you know, Call of Duty, which is always fast paced. A lot of the things I do, was very, I was always a very fast paced person. But I mean, the restaurant really helps you because like a lot of that stuff is un- not planned. It's never planned, right? Like something happened, someone can't come in, someone a little late, boom, you just got to pick up where, you know, wherever we helping not suck it up, you know, I mean, not cry about it, just pick up and work, which a lot of people now it's like, oh, if it's not in my job description, I can't do it, right? Or they have to pay me more, 
right? Because it's not in my job description. So that was one of the things that definitely helped me up. Another thing is I wasn't very social. Like I'm social with people I know, right? When you already know me, you're already in my in my sphere, you would think like I'm a massive extrovert. And before I started working on a restaurant, I didn't really talk to strangers like that. I mean, I would, but you know, it was a more controlled setting. Like I wouldn't like go up to strangers and talk to them. So I had to overcome that fear of like talking to strangers and, and going up to them. Right. It's different when you're at a networking event, right? Or it's different when you're at like a conference because everyone there for the most part they're looking to grow and connect anyways right but then when you have to go up and talk to people interrupt them right that is something that i was not used to so it helped me begin become a lot more social it helped me become a lot more well-spoken right talking to all these different kind of people and just like retail like you come across a ton of different personalities a ton of different people some people have attitudes some people have personal issues that they just try to put on the world and everyone, anyone that, you know, that walks in front of their sites, they try to take their anger out on. Some people are super excited. Some people are cringy. Like, there are so many terrible dad jokes. That's one thing. Like, the amount of dad jokes, like, you just learn to, like, laugh. But, like, for me, towards the end where I just was about to quit anyways, I don't even laugh at dad jokes anymore. It's just, like, I'll, people will see me with food and be like, oh, can I have one or something like that? Or, oh, dropped it off here. Like, I think we got that. And like, normally like you would laugh with a little dad joke, but after a certain point in time, I just stopped laughing. Like the jokes were bad. I remember one guy, he got so upset because I told him that his jokes sucked. But as I said, you meet a ton of different people, which helps out in the business world because in the business world, you're always talking to people from all over the place. I'm always talking to people from, with different upbringings, with different you know, art, personality types and archetypes, whatever you want to call it. So it's like, you have to get accustomed to dealing with people who you don't know at all who think completely different and be able to have conversation and connect with those people so that's one of the other things that everybody helped me with because as i said i wasn't the most social and it depends on the the function in the venue but and that it's one of definitely it's something that helped me become more extroverted another thing that really helped me with right it helped me with a ton so sorry if i have this like laundry list of things that work in the restaurant it was a big part of me right? i worked there for almost three years which is like like a quarter of my life on my it's like a what like a sixth of my life but still it played a pretty big part is that it's not what you know it's who you know like while working at the restaurant everyone that started working there was because they knew someone like for me, I started working there because I knew someone, right? Everyone just knows somebody. That's how they get a job. And in the real world, in the business world, it's the same exact way in the entrepreneurial world. Like it's not what you know, it's who you know. If you have the right connections, you can go a long, long way. Like, and that for me was like that job. I never really had to apply for it. I mean, I applied for K Jewelers, but aside from K Jewelers, I never really had to apply for a job. It's always been like connections and people I've known who've helped me out. It's like, and when you're serving, when you're talking to all these people, you get to connect with a lot of people. I could have connected a lot more, but I was just in a headspace where I just come in, clock in, do what I got to do and leave. So I wasn't making as many connections as I probably could have. But you can definitely connect with a lot of people. You kind of get pretty much accustomed to functioning in chaos. As I said, restaurants always have something going on, right? And in the business world, there's always a fire that you have to put out. And when you learn how to think quickly and be on your toes, you can just kind of handle those fires quickly without getting flustered, without getting angry or annoyed or anything like that. You can just stay calm and collected and put out as many fires as possible. It also improved, on a separate note, being at the restaurant improved my Spanish a ton. Everyone in the kitchen spoke Spanish. So while I was in the kitchen, all I did was speak Spanish. And actually, I feel like I'm getting rusty already. It's been a little while since I worked there now at the time I'm recording this. And it's like, I quit June 19th. That was my last shift. And so it's like, oh my goodness, the amount of Spanish I learned 
Like I went from just only being able to talk about food and clothes and like the necessities just to keep me alive to being able to have full blown conversations about life and goals and things I want to accomplish and giving life, you know, life advice and wisdom and practical tips and stuff like that. And I would have never been able to, to pretty much teach about anything in Spanish or talk about anything Spanish at a high level had I not worked at San Noel. I, as I said, my Spanish went from very novice level. Like I'm a native Spanish speaker, but I don't have native Spanish speaker competency, I guess you could say. But Sandra definitely helped me out a ton. And another thing that I got good at with the restaurant is that I got really good at tuning people out. In the restaurant, You, as I said, you come across a lot of people. Some people are angry at the world. But a lot of the coworkers didn't, not all of them, but some of them just didn't enjoy working there. But for whatever reason, continue to show up. Continue to show up every weekend, clock in, clock out, despite them hating the job and hating the environment. And like for me, I'm genuinely super grateful for that job. Like that job helped me to really develop into the person I am today. It played a pretty big chunk. And for me, it's like everyone's always complaining around you. You have to get really good at tuning people out and being positive and not letting them affect your, your vibe, your, not letting them affect your, your headspace. Because people, you hang around a lot of negative people that could bring you down no matter how positive. I love this Bible verse. Says, Do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. And for me, I will always just try to ignore all the negativity. As I said, come in, clock in, do my job and dip, right? So I got really good at tuning people out, even people that could be right next to me. And then the last thing was that even though I was so set on being an entrepreneur, even though I have all these big dreams, even though I talk about quitting, I wanted to quit for over a year. The day of, it was so bittersweet. I, I still remember vividly. I'm, I was driving to San Noel. We're coming from, I believe, the bank. And this is right after the launch, right after I made 20000 an hour, right? So I just made 20000 that day. More money than I made in like almost the past two years combined. And so, I mean, just for some content, I think I made like 14000 in, in in 2022, if I'm not mistaken. And so I just made that over that for in the workshop right that day, that Monday, June 19th. And then I'm driving over there and I was just so like, I felt like a weight on my chest almost like part of me didn't want to go. Like part of me did not want to quit. Like I wanted to stay and hold on and hang on and, you know, stay working at the restaurant and never, never leave. But I knew that was my time to go. And if I couldn't leave then, I probably would have stayed way longer. And I knew I just had to go and figure it out. So it's bittersweet leaving a job, even though, as I said, it wasn't the environment for me, even though a lot of people there were negative, even though a lot of the customers sometimes were negative. I had so many good memories, so many good times, met so many good people. As I said, even though I have my eyes set on entrepreneurship and all these big dreams, when it came down to it, leaving was really bittersweet, man. It took a piece out of me, man, to just to say like, hey, you know, it's my time to go and put my two weeks. And so I ended up leaving on really good terms with all the managers. I mean, actually, the day I'm recording this, I'm having an event this week on in person at the restaurant networking event. So as I said, always leave on a good note. Never try to burn bridges like that. You don't need to be burned. Like, don't try to leave on a bad note because you're angry. Try to leave as best as you can, depending. I mean, it's always different. My job for me, I don't feel like, I mean, aside from the buster situation, I don't really think I was like wrong. Like, it didn't do like anything like super out of line. So as I said, if possible, I always try to leave on a good note. And that's pretty much it for this episode. Then we're going to start getting into the, the really, really good stuff. I just want to give you guys the foundation. Because as I said, so many people teach you guys, oh, here's how I made six figures in a day. Or here's how I did five figures off a webinar and all that stuff. And they teach you the strategy. But listen, like there was a lot that went up leading into this, right? It wasn't just like, you know, I turned my Zoom on, invited a bunch of people and boom, like, you know, I 
did a, a giant workshop that had 350 people registered and 33 people ended up buying my thousand dollar course like that that just didn't happen right i can give you the place for that but you gotta understand and this is a lot in the making like a whole lot went up to this and everything leads like help make me who i am help give me the experience i needed for when that day came that uh, i was ready right so don't just think that i'm just trying to prolong the story just for prolonging the story like i said it's just, it's called a walk to wealth for a reason this that didn't happen overnight this was a long long journey that i've gone through to help me get to where i'm at now and do what i've done now so that's pretty much it in the next episode I'm going to be talking about how I got into teaching marketing, right? Because this is where the story really gets good. Because I never thought about turning my marketing knowledge into a business until the opportunity presented itself. So I'll see you guys in the next episode. You're not going to want to miss it. This is where it really starts getting good. You've now finished taking the first step. Now let us help you take the next one. Subscribe to our newsletter at walktowealth.com. That's walk2wealth.com so we can keep you moving on your journey. We'll see you on the next episode of Walk to Wealth with John Mendez.